Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, March 31st, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Squid and Hyperliquid AMA, hosted by the Wrecked Gang. It's time for Wrecked FM. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Hey, Jeff, how are you? What's up, Tucker? Doing well, how are you? I'm good. Hey, Zuli. Hey guys. Hey, we got Axelar listening as well. That's fun. Just waiting for Squid. This will be a fun spaces on a nice Friday afternoon. Yeah, exciting. This is our first collab integration kind of thing. So we're excited. Markets are green. Everybody's happy. <laughs> uh, Eve Pumpin. Uh, I'm still in the liquidator pool. I don't know if I made any money. I'm hoping PVR. Uh, gets liquidated or somebody else oh figs here he's joining in hey fig how are you hey guys i'm i'm doing really well so i'm a bit late how are you no worries it's all good usually the first five minutes um people are just joining in so if you just join the space bottom right there's a little bubble click on it like retweet this space uh let's get some more folk in and i guess we can get started in about uh, just one minute how does that sound Zuli? yeah sounds good um yeah oh and i see we have our friend from terra spaces finn who's going to be recording this space uh it will live on for the rest of your lifetimes so if you say anything compromising the scc might come after you and use this space as proof we've seen it happen before it's not a joke. It's a little bit of a joke that the SEC listens to these spaces. <laughs> yeah. Now, if it's a privilege or something I don't want to happen, I think definitely, definitely not something that I want. Finn, maybe uh, people can pay you to delete the recordings. Maybe that's the model that you should be looking into, not the other way around. I like that. That's like hypercapitalist version of, of regulation and privacy. It's kind of funny. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, all is well. Let's get started. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We got Jeff from Hyperliquid X here, Big from Squid Router, and Xuli from everywhere i'm uh, still not sure if i can say what you're building so I'll, I'll keep quiet on that um should be a really fun spaces to chat about these projects that are innovating in the crypto space and i guess it's always nice to start off with uh, introductions so um zuli do you want to introduce yourself and then maybe we can go to fig and then to jeff sure i didn't know i was going to intro myself but sure um 
yeah, I guess I've been in the crypto space for a while, been uh, super multi-chain maxi, and then uh, really happy to be building some stuff on XLR. Uh, met Squid and um, the rest of the team there with Fig at Introp and ETH Denver. Um, they're building something super awesome, and then have been helping Hyperliquid and Jeff out. What is it since December now? And yeah, I just think all these products are really building kind of the future of uh, DeFi and you know, future of France. It's been really awesome to work with everyone. So that's a little bit. Uh, yeah, who's next? Let's go with Fig. Hey guys, so my name's Fig. I'm one of the co-founders of Squid. And uh, Squid's the cross-chain swap and payments layer on Axelar. And my background, I, I studied medicine um, at university, but I left that because it was a bit, um, wasn't creative enough and went into, I was actually a musician for a while and then learned to code to pay for that along the way. Started working as a freelance developer and designer and then worked in TradFi and um, was really lucky to find crypto and also find multi-chain and Axelar really early on in my journey. So yeah, it's just um, it's amazing to see how far the cross-chain vision has come so yeah really happy to be here nice nice uh happy that you're here uh big and uh, jeff hey guys jeff uh building hyperliquid um yeah my background is in market making so i've been tweeting a bit about that lately um i feel like it's a pretty secretive space and kind of a lot of interesting things to share there um but sort of the journey took us through centralized exchanges where we, you know, do a lot of liquidity provision and other sorts of automated strategies, um, open to DeFi where we were trading and um, kind of looking at the inefficiencies in the space and kind of realizing there's like an aha moment where we were like, oh, there's just like so much to build here and we can actually do so much for people more than just by trading on the protocols, but by building something that <clears throat> there's clearly demand for. And so we've been building Hyperliquid um, for about half a year now. Nice. And I use both of y'all products and they work really well, very polished. So I'm excited to learn more about what you guys have been building and working on. So I think the first topic that we wanted to chat about is kind of, uh, you know, talking about your collab. Jeff, you mentioned this from the start that this is going to be your first type of collab with someone. So could you maybe talk to us about uh what what it is all about yeah totally so um when we initially started we thought we'd build an arbitrum because that's where gmx and a lot of the other um gmx clones kind of have been getting a lot of traction and we quickly realized that for what we want to build we need to build our own blockchain um it's not performant enough to use any of the l1s or l2s today and so there are a lot of trade-offs there and we it's not a decision to take lightly but um, we decided it's worth it because the vision is like ultimately um, a system that can scale and decentralize while still being as performant as Binance or, or other exchanges that users love to use. So um, once we made that decision, kind of a lot of other, other decisions were made for us. Like, oh, we're going to have to do a lot of stuff from scratch, from consensus um, up towards the actual DEX logic. Um, and a big part of that is like, how do you get capital into the system? Um, and... Yeah, so this is why we're really excited for Squid to be the first collab for us and first integration, really, because um, you just see the, you know, basically we integrated the widget and 
people can basically take any chain that they like and even if they don't have USCC, uh, kind of swap right over in one click uh, and go straight, like hook straight into the Hyperliquid bridge, um, which is a bridge run by our L1 validators um, with the smart contracts on, on Arbitrum. So suddenly the, the audience becomes, you know, Arbitrum sort of like GMX native to really like anyone in crypto. Um, and for us, that's like a really powerful uh, sort of integration. And uh, yeah, we're excited to see, see where it goes. Nice. And I guess we'll go to Figs. So, you know, you guys building out Squid, um, I guess, what was the vision around that? And, and why, how does it actually work? <laughs> and, and how do you make it happen that people can bridge from any chain to, to hyperliquid, basically, and play around? Sure. So, the, <clears throat> I mean, the vision is, it came from in DeFi summer and in 2021, when all the old L1s were popping up, Avalanche and Polygon and Solana, the user experience just deteriorated like so rapidly. And it was sort of a, a function of the industry was trying to scale and wasn't able to um, improve on, like what Jeff said, you weren't able to have like really high throughput, which you need for applications like derivatives trading and order books and and also um we need to need to be able to support my applications without higher fees and what we saw is that axel was this network which was connecting all of the chains so that you were able to still have this like beautiful composability of crypto this like permissionless openness of everything but the industry could scale at the same time and so squid's really just a layer that uses Axelar's decentralized infrastructure to um, connect applications between chains. And we, we've we done that with DEXs um, to enable swaps between any token on any chain. So the way Squid works in the background is you say you want to swap from Ethereum on Arbitrum to uh, USDC on Avalanche. We'll first swap from Ethereum to Axelar USDC on Arbitrum via like whatever the best route is, maybe it's CyberSwap, um, maybe it's just Uniswap or SushiSwap. Um, and then we bridge it across via Axelar and it gets executed by Axelar on the destination chain. Um, and there'll be another swap uh, with Curve. And like really importantly from the beginning, the way we designed it was so that you could do these swaps, but you could also do like further, further contract calls. And so what we're like, what we've um, what we're excited to do is is do like say a swap into Arbitrum and then a contract call where you maybe you deposit directly to Hyperliquid. So currently, what we've the, the integration we've started with is just doing a swap into Arbitrum and then you can do another transaction which uh, deposits into Hyperliquid onto the chain. Um, and but because of the way Squid's built and because of the generalized nature of Axlar, we can we can do that two step process even in one click. So, yeah, that's really the vision of Squid. It's just to make any, allow you to use any application anywhere with the money that's in your wallet. And, um, yeah, I think um, Hyperliquid's just like a perfect example of what, of the problem that we're solving. Because um, new applications, new chains need users. And with, uh, if they integrate what we've built, then they're able to 
you know, they're, they're able to get users from anywhere. The total addressable market is anyone with a crypto wallet. And soon with integrations with fiat on ramps, it's, it's anyone with a crypto wallet or a credit card or a bank account. Yeah, that's super exciting. I, I, I kind of agree that bridging and all the liquidity gets fractured with all these new L1s, L2s. Uh, we got the ZKs coming out and, 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 you know, all the Cosmos chains. It's just a lot. So I think, um, you know, this will simplify the whole experience. Um, and, and I guess you touched on it at the last, uh, you know, in, in your last statement. I'm wondering when you guys will have those fiat on-ramps. And, and I'll push it to, to off-ramps as well, because I think that that's also an important point. If if it's possible to kind of have uh, almost a decentralized experience where you just you know buy crypto through Squid and off ramp through Squid as well and go to whichever chain you want using Squid is that kind of in the vision or the plans? Yeah, definitely. We're not going to like, and maybe we will one day, but I don't think we have any plans to be a fiat on ramp ourselves. But we'll we've got a, a bunch of partners who we're working with and you'll be able to use any of their on-ramps within our applications or our, our widgets. And that will, yeah, exactly allow you to, instead of paying with something in your crypto wallet, you pay with your credit card, but you still get that like um, unlimited access to any token on any chain or any application deposit. And that's, I mean, that's already happening in the background. We've got it working in mainnet with some partners and it's just a matter of time before it goes goes into the public i'm super excited for that obviously yeah i think that's one of the more difficult you know kind of integrations but but if you're working with uh i mean i'm suspecting kado or something like that or a team uh, of, of that nature that's been working on this for a while yeah we're working with kado um well yeah really excited about what they're doing that they're, they're huge in the cosmos and um yeah we will um hopefully make it as easy as possible to get to any cosmos chain it's it's always been hard to get over there so um that's another thing coming up um soon in our roadmap is is swaps into the cosmos so like people will be able to onboard to say a liquid from from a cosmos chain in one click and that's i'm yeah i'm really excited for how those two communities the maybe the EVM roll-up community and the app chain cosmos community might start interacting with each other's apps because it, suddenly they can move their money around really easily. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I'm excited about it because, uh, you know, we're an NFT collection and we love NFTs. Jeff is flexing on us with his crypto bunk in the hexagon. Uh, you know, that's a, that, that's really cool, Jeff. But, but some of us buy NFTs on Stargaze for very cheap. <laughs> and the onboarding to stargaze is complicated you got to go through osmosis and you know just bringing money to osmosis is like already a hassle uh you know so so having something like squid where i can just bridge from polygon to stargaze um i think that will definitely facilitate the growth of stargaze as a whole and kind of the cosmos nft scene yeah, hundred percent. We're working with the Stargaze crew, and they're they're um, actually really um, they're moving really fast on their cross chain stuff. They've we've got a few things they're building, which is going to make it easy to buy NFTs from other chains. And um, yeah, excited to go out with them. 
Yeah, Jeff. Jeff doesn't buy NFTs on, on Stargaze, probably. He, he's too cool for us. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. So, so why did you decide to basically partner with, with Squid? Go, go ahead. All good. I'm actually, I'm, it's not that I, I honestly never heard of Stargaze before. I think I'm just too, uh, too much of a vibe in NFT land. Heard about punks and maybe the penguins, and that's about it. And the wrecked wolves. Those, those are cool, too. I got to get myself one of those. Trippy wolves, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, what was the question? Uh, choosing squid, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of different solutions for this. Uh, well, well, not as, I think, user-friendly as squid, uh, not as powerful, but, but there's a few kind of uh, dApps that have started exploring um, this, this problem. So I'm wondering why did you guys kind of went with uh, squid and fig and what was the, 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 the deciding factor there? Yeah, totally. Um, we actually talked to Axelar um, a couple months back, and the, the original plan was to take our L1, which is built on Tendermint, but not using the Cosmos SDK, um, and integrate that with uh, Axelar through IBC. And so we actually talked with um, Jason from Axelar, and he kind of walked us through that, and it was, uh, it was really cool and like a very compelling pitch. Um, the problem is actually IBC is like relatively complex and we're trying to build a lot of stuff at once. So the engineering effort there was like, it never quite made the top of the priority list uh, in terms of, you know, just got to build all these things that users need. Right. And, uh, and then squid came along, I think Julian introduced us and it was basically exactly what we were looking for. It's like uh, we can keep the validation and contracts um, on Arbitrum and basically use that as a nexus and bridge uh, through there from Squid. And so, and then Squid uses Axelar under the hood. So it kind of like is an integration with both in some sense. Um, yeah. And then we've, I mean, we very recently actually pushed it out, but um, I've been just basically very happy with, with how it looks and the users like it as well. And um, yeah, I think this, the Squid team's done a great job in terms of making it easy for us to just get that omni chain feature like off the bat. And uh, I think just like developer friendliness is, is kind of like an underrated feature, I think, for a lot of integrations. Like, yeah, in theory, you can, you can do whatever. You can implement all the tech you need and, and use any protocol. But uh, when, when it's up to us to like sort of choose something, I think, uh, yeah, if, it's, if there's something out of the box that just works, uh, it, it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the thing we choose. So uh, hats off to you guys. Thanks, man. That means a lot. To, to hear the dev, dev experience was good. That's the hardest part. Yeah, I actually wanted to follow up on that thing because you guys have worked really hard on not only the dev experience, but also kind of the user experience, that one-click flow. Uh, kind of what motivated that approach on just making it super seamless? Um, can you expand on that a bit, Vic? Yeah, sure. Um, so the first thing was, yeah, the one-click flows is, it's such an important thing. Like, if we're going to compete with Web two, we need to have we need to have one click flows. We need to have like fast transactions as well, which is something which is just going live like as we speak. Um, but the one click flows, it was yeah, it was about making like a generalized um, generalized architecture so that we could plug in any application on at the start of the swap or the end of the swap, um, and. Um, we could do that because of Axelar's GMP. On top of the the one click flow, I guess we um, 
like we put a lot of effort into the front end as well the just the user experience of how you go like what you have to think about as you go across chains you have to think about what chain you you have tokens on then what chain you want them on um and just like guiding the user through that experience um it was but then also trying to trying to get an, an interface which worked just as a dex you know you could look at it just like uniswap it it didn't feel like something too different so we tried to make things with make our first application something which was familiar to DeFi users rather than building some completely new thing even though it you know maybe could have been something completely new and we're working now as as people get used to cross chain i think we can start looking at even better ux flows where we really just have like a whole page just guide the user through you have to select your token now you have to select your chain and now you're going to deposit into hyper liquid how much do you want to deposit like rather than having everything on one page uh, like we do with the with the current widget we're we're looking to move through to to more of a like a web 2 experience so i think if you go like a lot of defi protocols might have you have this amazing page with different buttons on it and you know we've got stake you've got deposit you've got like provide liquidity all these different things which i really love because i'm a nerd and i guess everyone else here is probably a nerd as well but if we want to start expanding out to to more users then i think simplifying it down to just this like you want to use an application just here's your here's what you got to do like you've got money in your crypto wallet this is what you got to do you got money in your credit card this is what you got to do like maybe trying to move further and further away from the infrastructure and um yeah just make it make it so they don't really have to think about um what's happening behind the scenes i guess that's a bit of spitballing on on what we've been thinking about with ux yeah that's, that totally makes sense sorry you're just going to say something else well, I was going to hand it back to you. I mean, that's what you're building a crucial part of that user experience with cross-chain. You should talk about it. What do you... Yeah. Oh, we don't talk about it, Big. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't talk about that quite yet. Um, but okay. that is exactly what I want um, to solve, essentially, is that user experience um, of like how you can actually improve what people interact with without dealing with the tech i think blockchain and that was the most vague thing focused. i've heard like <laughs> thank you i will keep it vague for the next month maybe two um but yeah the focus is just on like improving everyone's just interaction not thinking about the tech we got you know axlars here they, they have like really really cool tech but for the end user you, you know you want people to not think about that and i think I don't know. Squid is taking a huge step towards that. Hyperliquid as well. Like you, you don't really think on what chain you're connected to, switching it in your MetaMask or whatever wallet you have. You just kind of deposit as if it were an exchange, and then you're, you know, trading without having to sign a transaction every time you do something. And that's kind of the approach. Um, I will remain vague on like how you can improve on that as well. <laughs> That's well done. You, 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 <laughs> you didn't say much, but <laughs> it was good. It was good. You filled in the time. Um, thanks, Zuli. Uh, I'm looking forward to the official announcement of what you're building. 
I think people will be excited about it. All right, uh, let's move to, to Hyperliquid. I mean, uh, Rec Gang knows Hyperliquid. I'm not sure all our audience knows about them, but really awesome, awesome platform. And you guys have some new features nowadays, right? Like, I think one of the first decks to have also the Arbitrum token. I got liquidated on that, by the way. Um, but <laughs> wondering what's new with you guys and uh, what are you kind of building right now and the focus of that? Yeah, sorry about the Arbitrum. You know, we're listing things but can't guarantee a performance. Um, for that, you can join the liquidator pool. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but what are we building? It's, it's, uh, it's really a lot going on at once. We're not really, uh, we're not super good at like staggering announcements or like doing the marketing stuff. We just release things as we build them. So it's kind of, sometimes feels like a lot at once. Um, but I promise it's all coming together to, to be this one sort of go-to platform to trade, uh, derivatives in a decentralized way. Um, I guess like recently, uh, we were piloting a referral and rewards rewards program. So I guess now's a good time to show the the affiliate links that you guys have. So the Rec Gang, Dow, and uh, Squid team is it or Dow or or something there? The Squid organization. Um, yeah, they each have their own referral links. Um, I guess they can show them on their own Twitters. But the basic idea is. Uh, you know, ultimately there, there will be a token and it'll all kind of play together. Um, but in the interim, to bridge that gap, uh, we're just launching a straight up USDC rewards program. So um, if you refer people who trade or if you trade on your own, um, your volume goes towards this pretty simple formula and weekly we distribute the rewards. It's, it's that simple. It's, it's on chain. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of um, some of the pro um, sort of programs that other exchanges are protocols have run in the past. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, that's something we worked hard to push. It's, it's interesting because it's like fully on chain and will segue into the sort of token value prop very nicely. Um, yeah, and I guess it's like also big news in the sense that the close alpha used to actually just be fully closed, but now it's, uh, we're letting the people trickle in. So um, referral codes, other than sort of affiliates and, and partners um, will be sort of this, limited kind of clubhouse style referrals. So uh, each code will have a limited number of referrals uh, per week. Uh, and so choose wisely uh, because you want to bring the, the biggest traders onto the platform um, to maximize the referral bonuses. Um, so that's one big program. I think vaults are getting uh, a bit- wait, 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 oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, just want to say that the referral program is really good. I don't know how much money PVR made from that, but I think it covered all his losses. Um, and, and myself as well, I think I made something like 60 bucks and, and, I, and I didn't do much, right? I don't even know if I shared the code. Uh, I guess <laughs> from all the trading and liquidating of myself, I, I made some money through the code. So do use the Rec Gang code. Um, I'm going to show it right now. It's hyperliquid.xyz slash join slash Rec Gang. We have it in our Discord, and I'm going to post it on Twitter. And all the, yeah, like Jeff was saying, if you guys trade, the more you trade, the more money goes to the Rec Gang now. And maybe eventually we'll give that back to you, but probably not. Anyways, so it's really good uh, way of onboarding new people. If you're interested on, uh, you know, 
leverage trading, highly recommend using hyperliquid, but not only that, Jeff, segue to pools. I think you were talking about that. Yep, totally. Yeah. Thanks for thanks again for uh, putting the word out there for us in the rec gang community. Really appreciate it. And hopefully it'll, you know, pay for some of your I don't know what you guys do. NFT launches. Um, <laughs> hoodies, man. We're buying hoodies. <laughs> hoodies, damn. All right. Um, but yeah, pools. So yeah, one big thing is pools got rebranded to vaults. So uh, I think it just kind of resonated better, better with users. Um, we talked about it a bit in the past, but they're basically a, an amalgamation and simplification of um, sort of Uniswap pools, Yearn pools, vaults, uh, copy trading on centralized exchanges. It's really like the best of all these worlds. So um, lets users participate in strategies that may be as simple as something you'd want to copy trade on Bybit, but maybe something much more complicated like a liquidation strategy that we have running live on Hyperliquid or a, a market-making strategy. Um, really, the sky's the limit in terms of creativity there. Um, so yeah, we completely redesigned these, the flow, we've been doing user studies and just, uh, really excited to release that, um, in the coming week or two. Uh, uh, and then also, I guess, fed off, fresh off the presses yesterday was, uh, um, API trading. So, um, kind of, I think a lot of quant traders on, on Twitter are interested in learning more how to get started. And Hyperlink was just, you know, our goal is to be like the most accessible platform to just to trade period. And like, yeah, crypto's done a lot in terms of making it easy, but it's still pretty hard. And with all, all going on in the centralized exchange world, people might not even necessarily trust these centralized exchanges with their money, let alone connecting via API and integrating like that. And so um, here's where DEX comes in, where you know it should really feel as performant as connecting to Binance, et cetera. And we're putting out all the sample code to demonstrate that. So like we can say, we can talk about the tech all we want, but like you can, you can run this Python SDK example and it'll be a it's an end-to-end -end, it's simple but an end-to-end -end working liquidity provision strategy and if if you've looked into coding at all in python like you can go tweak the parameters and just like see your orders change in real time um get that feedback and iterate and uh, we're really excited we think we're, i think we're the first to really do this and and we'll continue pushing on the, the sort of quant education and um just onboarding side so uh i think that's about it for for new things to share but but uh Definitely more to come soon. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Oh, Zuli, go ahead. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to like add on that referral code. It's not just open. So if you guys shill it a bit too quickly, you only get three invites a week. So um like even the rec gang one? Oh that's no, no, no. You guys... for Jeff. <laughs> the the affiliates have a bit of a special code. So I think organizational partners uh don't have limits so you guys feel free to ship that show that but as far as the user to user word of mouth referrals go it's it's keep we're keeping it limited for now yeah that's uh that's um alpha right there so if you want to be special you need an affiliate code so it's unlimited uh no you don't need a code you already got the rat gang code so um use that Anyways, I want to get back to the vaults and the pools because I think this is super important uh, for the normies or the non-degen leverage traders or people that don't understand what quant means, like myself. Uh, so, so I think you know people want to be doing some sort of money, but but they don't know how, and they don't want to take on a lot of risk, like myself. 
I'll risk it on some free mints, JPEGs. You know, I don't care if I get rugged, that's fine. But but if I'm putting like a substantial amount of money, you know, something that that's I don't want to take that risk. I don't want to lose it all. So leverage trading obviously can go south real quick and you can just get liquidated. So that's not super interesting. And most of the time, people don't even know if the market's going to go up or down. They're just making stuff up. Uh, but what you do have, and I think that is super interesting for anyone listening here, it's called the liquidator vault, right? And basically what that is, is you deposit money in there. There is nothing happening, right? There's no there's no interest, but once somebody gets liquidated, you profit from that. So it's super safe technically. You only need people to get liquidated to profit from it. And and it you know, the APY right now or the return on investment in a month is already 11%, which is huge when you think about it. 11% for something that is very low risk. Um I think is amazing. So I, I recommend, you know, to anyone to kind of put in some money in that liquidator pool. Obviously there's always risk with, with crypto, but it's very safe because all it does, it just liquidates people and then redistributes the profits in that pool. If I can put it as simply as that. So, so there's low risk and whenever somebody gets liquidated, well, you profit from that. And so far people have been liquidated and the return on investment has been like 10% in a month. So you do, you do the math over a year. Obviously it depends on how many people get liquidated, but the more people using hyperliquid, I'm expecting more people make money off of that. So um I really enjoy that pool. Is is all I'm going to say. Jeff, I don't know if you agree with me. I agree with you mostly. I can we can't guarantee it's not it's not a guaranteed profit, but I think it's a good strategy. Um you know, we wrote it as a demonstration of the power of the API sort of automated trading and vaults, kind of just like a showcasing of the feature. Um, expect more of these to come and not, not all from Hyperliquid team, um, just really like crowdsourcing the, the quant intelligence there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not risk-free in the sense that like, you know, if markets are moving super fast and someone's under collateralized, it could be that as a liquidator takes the position and then exits, there's a net negative PL there. Um, but on average, it's it's good. Like you can see with GMX, for example, the protocol trades against the users and it tends to be profitable. Um, I think Binance's liquidation stream is extremely lucrative and they kind of are not very like free about that. And um, it's basically like generally, generally you want to be on the other side of liquidations, um, especially if you're taking them on in mass and like using the law of large numbers there. Uh, it's It's a good strategy. So, um, yeah, but again, just, just a demonstration of the power of the parameters we're building. Don't want to latch on too much. It's not the only vault. And like, uh, there are all sorts of strategies that, that fit into this format. Yeah, for the normies, I'm just saying I enjoy that, that vault. and I think it works really well. So if you're not into leverage trading, you know, it's kind of like a, a different idea here where you can profit from people that don't know how to leverage trade or think they know. Um, so it's very cool. <laughs> and always right, Jeff, because uh, Finn's recording. This is not financial advice. and We never said to do this thing. It's just a good idea. Not financial advice. <laughs> also, this exchange does not live anywhere close to the U.S. Um, I, I actually want to ask, because you guys did mention the vaults and everything. Um, 
Fig, is it possible to have Squid go directly into a vault rather than into the exchange? I know um, you'd mentioned kind of those contract calls coming out. Um, how like how far can you actually take those contract calls? Yeah, I was just looking at this earlier today. Actually, um, I don't think in it won't be soon. Like unless you guys maybe have a contract on Arbitrum that allows you to go directly into a vault or another product. I know, Jeff. What do you think? Otherwise, we need to have we'll need to have um, general message passing on Hyperliquid connected to Axler some way. Um, yeah, Jeff. Any any thoughts? Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. I think it's in theory this is very doable because the Hyperliquid chain is just built on Tendermint, just like other Cosmos chains. So there's there's no reason this can't happen. Like GMP should just work. Um, it's a matter of I think integrating IBC. Uh, I guess like the main reason we really love Squid is like it let us not do that initially, but uh, I think ultimately it will it will work. And then once that's um, once that's integrated, like yeah, I think I think you should be able to. I guess you maybe my question for you, Fig, is uh, yeah, can you make an arbitrary number of calls in sequence um, after the after the like Axelar USDC transfer um, over your network? Yeah, we can do it on Arbitrum already. Um, IBC is a little bit more limited. Like, I don't know if we'd definitely be able to do it, but um, it would need to be built. And then maybe we'd need to deploy a contract on your chain. I'm not sure how that works, but um, yeah, that's uh, I, the ideal like in interaction would be to have um, maybe a contract on Arbitrum, which we can call to straight to a product. That would that'd be the fastest, but I mean, at the moment, I, I kind of like the idea, like, we still support direct into, uh, yeah, like, we direct onto your platform, and then just from within your platform, you, the users can do whatever they like. I, it's still still a great experience. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And I think the big, the big thing there, like, the abstracting that Arbitrum call away from the users so that it really goes straight into, like, bridged hyperliquid usdc i think that like that will make the user flow so smooth because it'll be like you know go through squid like pick source chain basically and then destination chain is like my funds are ready to use um on destination l1 yeah 100 percent um super excited for that we're we're designing we're doing the designs for a different widget which will do exactly that and hoping i don't know when we'll have it out but let's hope it's pretty soon yeah, I think Zuli is asking that question because, um, you know, it, it, it remains, it is a very technical platform. If you're looking at it, you know, there's numbers and there's <laughs> all these flashy lights. I'm just putting it like in the NFT degen terms. So having like a one-click button that puts you in the liquidator vault, um, I think would be good for for you know some people that that aren't interested in going through uh, the whole platform and kind of depositing the money and then uh, depositing it into the vaults. Just from a user experience, I think it it would be nice. But uh, yeah, definitely not for the power user, but but more for the, the you know the regular user, quote unquote. Yeah, hundred percent. Over time, we'll try to get everything fully abstracted so we can can do any any action anywhere um, for sure and you know jeff mentioned this earlier i think a lot of people listening in on these calls and uh DeFi protocols and 
some people missed out on the Arbitrum uh, airdrop. Um, so, so question is for you, Fig. Jeff alluded to it already. I'm not going to push him some more. But, but are you guys thinking of uh, launching a token as well, or what can you tell me about that? <laughs> um, just on recording, where uh, there's no plans to launch a token. Um, <laughs> I mean, actually, there actually aren't any any plans right now to launch a token. We, we're um, we're just focusing on product for now, like just trying to ship as much as we can, and then. You know, maybe we will, but maybe we won't. So, uh, sort of decision we'll probably make closer to the time where we're considering it. But like right now, we're just um, we're just trying to ship and make things as good as possible. Um, we're so, we're a really small team, so and launching a token is so much work, um, and actually a lot of money as well. It costs to to make sure we've got regulatory coverage. So, I think we're just um, we're not ready for that yet, but um for sure we're, we're open to it we're all like obviously decentralization like maxis so we um we may may do it in the future but yeah at the same time um we might might go with that one we'll see you heard it here first so instead of using um rango which already airdrop tokens or whatever other thing you want to use Play with Squid. Uh, you might get some tokens airdrop. Might not happen, but they don't have a token, so the odds are better than all the other ones that have dropped a token. Same with Piper Liquid. I mean, you know, go ahead, Zulif. Yeah, um, I actually found out you're, you're approaching it the wrong way, Zerker. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and the way to ask this question is, when are you decentralizing? So that leans towards uh token so next time you want to get that alpha you got to ask when are you decentralizing the platform um and then you can get some more insight on that uh noted this is a really good advice zuli um okay jeff when are you decentralizing hyperliquid the great question um i will say i i think from our perspective, the tokens, I think, can be a very good marketing scheme. But just like Fig, I really respect the the projects that are focused on shipping. And we're definitely one of them. And this is kind of like last on our mind in terms of like, we don't want people coming to, air, to airdrop farm this token and then leave. Like, we don't want this like false sense of like product market fit or anything. Do people do um, that? Airdrop farming? What is that? that yeah, be, you, you, yeah, I know, man. Like... Time to move out from underneath that rock, Zerker. Um, but I, I won't name names, but I, I think a lot of the, the hottest exchanges, hottest, you know, DEX fads these days are, uh, you know, are not getting any real traction. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of heads on building, but, you know, acknowledging that it is a big marketing bazooka, I guess. And, uh, you know, not, not to take that lightly, but I, I think ultimately looking really far into the future, that a token actually is quite necessary to run any proof of stake chain. So, um, given that we are building the tech this way, um, like for better or for worse, like there does need to be a token. Like uh, you can't just, you, you can't, you can't do the decentralized on-chain order book in any other way. So, uh, you know, maybe that's the answer you want to hear. Yeah, no, no, that's good enough for me. Um, I, I guess, okay, let's not talk about the token anymore. It's all jokes. Um, but uh, I'm wondering you know, uh, there, there was a recent announcement by Binance, actually a few announcements. So one, 
they had some issues with their platform, right? Like people couldn't use it. And and two, I think I res- recently heard that they're leaving Canada. Xuli, uh, that includes us, right? So, and and also they banned leverage trading in Canada. So with all these different regulations coming up, uh, how do you manage that, you know, as a kind of like a, a perps platform where Technically, it's decentralized. People can use VPNs, but but that must be tricky for you know with with all the regulations coming up. Yeah, it's it's a tricky question. I mean, I guess like our official stance is we're building a fully decentralized protocol, and with that come you know it's permissionless. It's a network of computers achieving consensus on some state machine and. Much like Ethereum or Solana, it just happens to be that our L1 is custom built for um, these specific applications in mind. But that, that is like the core of the tech we're building. Um, but if you look around, like you, you, if you put out this blockchain that you know, does 100,000 TPS and all these other great features, like super cheap, super fast, uh, no one's going to use it unless there's like a portal uh, to use it, right? And no one's going to build that portal for you initially. Uh, and so... We're begrudgingly like also building a really slick and clean uh, UX, uh, you know, model off some of the best centralized exchanges. And um, this, it's really important to like mentally distinguish these two things. And uh, if you look at the portal, the UX, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it needs to it needs to comply um, with whatever the regulatory climate is. And we take as far as DEXs go, like. I'm pretty sure we take the most conservative approach here. Like, I mean, we have like, I'm not a lawyer, but we have legal guidance and highly respected uh, lawyer experts in the field. And we basically take whatever they tell us and take the most conservative approach and like apply that. So um, you might look at some other decks and say, hey, like they don't block anything. They don't do geo fencing. They don't do anything. Like they don't even have a terms and conditions. Like, why do you guys need to do this? And the answer is just because like, you know, the front end, it's, it's not something like the law is not something we want to mess with. And like, we want to comply with exactly what we need to comply when building this product that is just like, you know, a Web2 product. Um, but underneath, it's important to remember, like, what we're striving towards is, like, decentralization. Um, I think now more than ever with all the news coming out, it's important to to focus on that. Yeah, just kind of was, I guess, more of an open question. But, but yeah, I kind of uh, still in the back end, like you're saying, the, the coins are staying in your wallet. So if ever that front end, shuts down in your country or something happens for whichever reason well it's still your wallet it's still your keys it's still your tokens so um the safety is kind of there right so exactly the the security it's secured by cryptography which you know doesn't doesn't really answer to these like laws or whatever uh it's it's really the same as all blockchains right like it kind of like you just take your mental model of how bitcoin works but uh, apply that to this performant chain that also happens to let you transact financial value and um, you know sort of materialize efficient markets out of nothing and like all of this, but it's all secured by the same underlying cryptography or similar cryptography. And so, uh, yeah, your keys, your coins. Yeah, that's really good. Xuli, um, you had some questions for for Jeff or Fig. I was. You know, I always like to open it up to the audience as well, meanwhile. Uh, so is that okay with you, Jeff and Fig, if people come up? Yeah, of course. Come on. Nice. Nice. So, so yeah. So if there's a, any questions from the audience, uh, please request. Um, meanwhile, Xuli, 
I don't know if he has a question for some reason. Yeah, I guess the the biggest question right now for both of you guys is what's next? Uh, what are you seeing with your project in the next six months to a year? Um, kind of what are the goals or what are the next big uh, launches that you're looking to incorporate? Fig, you want to take this one first? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, we've got so, so much exciting stuff going on. Um, I think right now the the crazy thing is that we've we've got twenty second cross chain transactions happening in mainnet, and that's you know Axler have done a bunch of the work for that. But basically, you can now swap from any chain to any chain, and it only takes twenty seconds to go cross chain. Whereas previously, you'd have to wait for finality, which is like uh, on Ethereum, it's fifteen minutes, on Arbitrum, it's like closer to twenty. And that user experience is is no good, but we're about to I think unlock near instant transactions across chain, and also that includes not just swaps but deposits. So it like applies to everything we do. I think I'm just super excited for that. Um, we talked about fiat on ramping. I think that's that's a really big thing that's coming. And then we've got Cosmos, which like the Cosmos is. Uh, like a really exciting ecosystem, which has been connected via Axelar, and we're just about to level level up that connection to like full interoperability. So um, you can do swaps to any tokens in the Cosmos. You can swap back. You can buy an NFT on Stargaze from Arbitrum. You can buy an Arbitrum NFT from Stargaze. Like it's um, massive unlock that's coming. So that's another one, and. On the front end side, excited for a bunch of widgets that will come out and things to make it easier to onboard to, to different applications. And um, yeah, I'll be doing hopefully like bring that one to, to help the onboarding flow and Hyperliquid as well. Yeah, Fig, uh, I know we have Axelar in the, in the audience, and I guess this is more of a question for my interest. Oh, maybe a few people here are interested in this, but, but do you know when? Uh, the uh, general message passing for Cosmos non-fungible tokens will be live uh, with Axelar. And I don't know if you're... Yeah, yeah, I, I know about that. So general message passing will go live um, very soon. I, I don't know if it's within the month. I, you know, We can't give dates on it, but um, the NFT side of things. So you're talking about bridging NFTs across chains or just buying them from other chains? Yeah, I'd be interested in bridging the NFTs, mm. but but I guess you know, you're you're kind of solving for bridging through yeah. buying. So once you can buy them, it's kind of like really cool already. Exactly. Yeah. Like the you don't even need to bridge them anymore because you can buy them in one click wherever you are. Like the the bridging step is is not really as important, but there will like I know we are building um, or Axlar are building a bridge for NFTs as well. So that'll be going live on EVM first, where you can bridge entire collections across via Axlar. But um, that will also be applicable to to the Cosmos. So it's sort of the same idea as via Axlar, you can bridge EVM tokens over to the Cosmos. You'll be able to bridge EVM NFTs over to the Cosmos and vice versa. Um, a date on that? I don't have a date on that. I think that's like medium term. So it'd definitely be this year, though. I, I like soon better. Soon sounds better than medium term. Medium term is sounds like a long time. Quite serious. 
Uh, All right. Thanks, Vic. Sounds exciting. Jeff, do you want to take this one as well? Well, I know nothing about NFT bridging, but you mean mean the roadmap thing, right? Yeah. Well, what what do you guys have planned? No. Hey, by the way, we have, if you want to try out NFT bridging through EVM chains, I know you're only buying on ETH, Jeff, but you can buy RectWolf on ETH and bridge it to Arbitrum, Polygon, Phantom, Moonbeam, AVAX, BNB, all, you can bridge it today uh, and, and kind of play around this these chains and that's all powered by Axelar's uh, GMP on the EVM, but, but soon it's coming to Cosmos as well. So we're super excited about that um, for our NFTs to kind of live on the Cosmos or go from the Cosmos to the EVM. Anyways, I, the question was about what you guys are excited for in the next six months or the next year. But yeah, that's kind of like a roadmap question. Yeah, sounds good. You know, maybe we need to start considering the hyperliquid NFTs. Maybe that'll be a big hit. Um, keep your eyes peeled. Um, I told you, Jeff, we need like a NFT leverage trading, like the market caps. And yeah, lots of interesting ideas. Um, too much to build. Uh, yeah, but for roadmap, let's see. I think where we're at now is a really interesting place. The sort of backend tech um, functionality is more or less there. Like we built this set of primitives around which I think leverage trading will never be the same. But uh, our goal is to actually get the users to make it happen. So, um, you know, it's not quite like build it and they'll come. So from our perspective, it's really like, how do we onboard and educate these, this next wave of like users? Like we, we have a product that we think is actually like 10x better than any other way you can trade derivatives or perps in particular um, today. And like, how do we show that to people and convince them and get them to use it? Um, and so part of that, like we're doing a, much, much belated, but like better late than never uh, brand redesign. So working with some really good designers around that and uh, I've been iterating a lot, uh, but we, we, think, we, we think what we've come up with will be a, will be a spicy new look. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. Um, other than that, there is sort of like the stuff that naturally comes with actual usage. Uh, you know, we released the API, where I think we were like really early to do this um, because we're pretty confident that the system we built can sustain the loads um, associated with a bunch of automated market make, not AMMs, like market makers running automated strategies, um, engaging in price discovery. And so um, that being said, like I know that some stuff will naturally break because um, real world loads are just different from what we've stress tested with and sort of, you know, Fixing all that stuff as they come up quickly and just scaling out uh, is our top priority. Um, and yeah, I think like as we get more and more users and sort of solidify like what the pain points are, like just implementing those. I think there are like a few to dos in terms of like the full featured leverage trading that that are kind of like you know in the works. But I think what we have right now is is like very solid, and we're not really gunning for like new features. It's actually like quite a complicated platform already as it is like seeing how you can distill it down and like sort of frame it in different ways for people coming and looking for different things. Like Sir, you were saying, the, the vaults kind of like are different, sort of like show a different side of the platform, but they're like an integral part and the primitive is like super important to how we think um, like actors are going to interact with each other in the ecosystem. So like, um, yeah, it's just we're working around the sort of user side of things is, is the next thing on our plate.
Nice, yeah. And and are we to expect like a new logo or or a rebrand of the name or what what do you guys have planned? Is he talking about design or uh, it's going to be mostly kind of how the layout of the the website and so on and so forth? I won't give too many details, but everything will be familiar yet different in a good way. There's a meme for that. I don't know if you you saw it, but <laughs> you you played that perfectly. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, I, I think I kind of chatted, uh, I mentioned this, like the website, you know, it, it's functional, but if you want to, it, now it, it'll look uh, a little better, right? Like that's kind of the angle here is to onboard more people. Yeah, front end's always been our weakest suit, and it's always been, uh, you know, build the tech, build the un- underlying system as well as we can, um, and front end will kind of solve itself. But I think we always underestimate that. And I think we, we finally onboarded, you know, designers and sort of front end engineers to really tackle this head on and, uh, you know, better late than never. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll look better. Nice. Nice. And it's cool. And, and are you, are you happy? I guess like we chatted, I think, I don't remember, was it three months ago? Uh, it's been a while. Like we we chatted on the AMAs. We definitely chatted, uh, <laughs> through discord, but, but my question is, um, are you happy with the growth that you've seen so far? Like the trajectory of growth? I know you opened mainnet. It hasn't been so long and starting the referral code or the referral program right now. But but so far, like, are you on your target in terms of, of the growth that you wanted to see? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, it's been purposefully pretty small and limited up until now because the tech just wasn't ready to sustain like massive usage. and. We don't want to take a bunch of money if we can't let people use that money in the way that we promise. So um, for that reason, it's it's quite a close. When we say close up, I really was like OG, OG testers, like back from November and, you know, using our first uh, you know, training competition. Like these people sort of like people we know who we trust, like really like understand that it's like a first iteration. So that that's really been like our current user set. Um, and we've been really happy with the feedback we got there and the usage we see honestly like the volumes are probably like at least 10x higher than i would have expected um it's like real money we were kind of worried like nobody want to use it at all but um, people use it and they say like this is now my go-to platform the trade perps and like even if even if we're just showing it to a few people and like out of those few people even fewer say that to us like even one person saying that to me is like so inspiring because you know we work our asses off to build this thing and like yeah, we kind of understand the market and know that it's needed sort of at an intellectual level, but just like hearing it from a user, like that just means the world to us. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say we've been happy and we're excited to like do the the bigger push uh, in the coming weeks. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, that, that it's all going according to plan. And like I said, I think you guys have a, an amazing product and I think Zuli's a big fan and we have PBR, who is also a big fan. Hope he's not here to shill his code. You only got three anyways, PBR, so it's not like you're going to be able to recruit that many people. Did you have a question? Yeah, I get three a week, not just three total, three a week. Uh, And I'm pretty sure we're already past a week, so I'm on a new week. Anyway, uh, my question for Jeff, I know I had asked in a ticket before and you kind of explained it to me about uh, limit orders, like when I want to take profits and stuff, is that like, can that be changed? Is that always going to be that way? It will be a market, uh, sell 
in that respect? Yeah, so for some context for everyone, um, PBR, correct me if I'm wrong, PBR, but the question is if I have a, let's say, take profit order that triggers at you know, 1800 for ETH, um, when you actually see that order triggering, let's say it's a take profit to uh, sell, then uh, you might actually execute at uh, you know, 1795 or something, like not, not equal to 1800. Um, is that the cons- okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, it's a good question. It's sort of this like confusing thing because with TPSL orders, there are two prices associated. There's the triggering price and then there's the price at which it executes. And no platform out there can actually guarantee that the trigger price is equal to the execution price. Um, and if they do, there's something horribly wrong with the platform and they're going to go insolvent and break. And so like the, the fundamental reason is like the, there's this like underlying order book or whatever market structure you have, like AMM. And so like when the trigger price happens, uh, all you can do, the best you can do is send an order to the order book. So there's no way to actually like guarantee the price happens at the price you were triggering at. Um, and the solutions there are like, if you want to be certain on the price, you can, be, you can choose to be uncertain on the execution. So if, you're, if you want to say like, I want to trade at most, like I want to sell, the, the worst price I'm willing to take when I sell is 1798 then you can place a limit TP order um, and that may or may not trigger. Like if the market moves too quickly, uh, you might just still have the position left over uh, as the prices move against you. And for different people, like that might be better or worse than just sending a market order. Um, so, so far the default is the market um, on the UI because that's, uh, we think the most intuitive. Like we think when somebody has a TPSL order, what they care about most is that they take the profits or stop the losses. Not that like the execution price is so-and-so. Um, but I think ultimately, yeah, the, the, we'll expose it on the front end as like a, an option for the user to choose. All right, on. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, what about an option to take some of my profits or scrape some of my losses, however you want to take it? Like, you know, say I have a, a good position going, it's positive money and I want to take 50% of it take that position and let the rest just ride. Is that a possibility? Yes. Um, a lot of people have asked for this feature. So um, this is definitely on our pipeline. And the backend does support this already. It's just a matter of how do we present it to users uh, in an interface that's like not too confusing, right? Because now you have to set not only the prices at which you want to take partial profit, but also like how much of the position to take. And there's just like a lot more text fields and stuff going on. But um, certainly on the on the to dos for the front end, and also if you guys have thoughts on how you want that to look or another platform that you think does this very well, um, definitely shoot it our way because we love to build things that we know people already love. All right, that's all I had. Thanks. Um, I actually had a question for Zerker because you you kind of mentioned um, you know GMP, XLR. Uh, moving your wolves, but the trippies are on Polygon, which has actual our general message passing. When can we bridge those so I can have a cool hexagon like Jeff? Uh, the trippies? What? Yeah. Yes, trippies. Yeah, yeah. well, um, that's a complicated question, and uh, I'll get to you uh, soon, okay? Because there's a few things there I don't want to get into. Um, yeah. So, you know, if I'm going to give you a date, uh, probably May, if you want that, you know. So, most wishy-washy answer you can get. Thank you. Everyone's vague up here. Um, 
Amaya, you had a question. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, no worries. Uh, hey, Jeff, I had a question regarding API trading. So I know uh, you have posted that link uh, for a couple of examples showing. Uh, do you have libraries for indicators in there or do we, we have to use some third party stuff? Hey, that's a good question. Um, maybe I'll, I'll ask you the question, which is like, how do you want to use indicators through the API? Like, would that be graphed or would that be fed in through the automated strategy? Yeah, so simple stuff like, you know, a price goes above a moving average, I want to buy something like that, you know. Got it. Um, so that's not currently available, but actually part of the roadmap on the API is to have a, basically a bunch of examples yeah. um, around the indicators. Right. And so if you could say like, I don't have exactly any, but I see an example here, like, oh, like moving average indicator, you open that Python file, like change a few lines and then like you have what you need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like how trading used to have, like if you open just what you said, uh, moving average has its own Pine script code there. So if you open, you can make edits, you know, and then just like suit as you want it. Yes, exactly. Um, cool, yeah, I haven't looked yeah. at it, but yeah, we'll do maybe this weekend. Awesome, yeah, and then also like if you see things, specific things that you want to have implemented as an example, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty down to just implement whatever yeah. users find useful. Yeah. So definitely just let us know. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, And thanks for uh, handling the margin question I had on Discord. All good. It was a good question. And I think it made me think like, what, what do users actually want to see? And so yeah. um, definitely keep those questions coming. Yeah. Really good question. Good. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for coming up, asking legit questions here. Um, you know, I, I had a, a question as well. I was, you know, I was mentioning the liquidator vault. So, somebody in the Discord said it should be called the, the wrecked vault, whatever you want to call it. I think that vault is very useful and very cool. But, but you know, the, the vault program has been around for a month, and and I haven't seen anybody else create their vault. So my question is. Do you think it's like too much pressure for somebody to have a vault that people will be copy trading? Because if ever that vault doesn't do well, that, that person is getting a lot of shit. And, and I'm not sure there's any benefit for them to create such a vault, right? Like what would be kind of the, the perks of, of uh, they, they could just leverage trade themselves. And if they lose money, they lose money, they win money, they win money. Like what is the incentive for them to share their strategy? I think that, you know, does that question make sense, Jeff? Totally makes sense. Uh, the short answer is that the vaults uh, also have this PL share parameter baked in, and um, ultimately the vault creator will be able to set this. Um, and so the idea is if you have a strategy that has a track record and doesn't have enough capital, or you think expands well to having more capital, um, then this can be a nice way to do that. Um, basically, like you don't need to wait. If your strategy very consistently makes, let's say like 50% a year, which is great ROI. But if you need, if you think it scales to like 10x the capital, then you're going to be waiting for years to get the capital you need. And so this is a way to kind of accelerate that. Um, but yeah, I think the pressure is real. And I think that's why we haven't seen other vaults pop up on mainnet. Um, we're hoping with the API, and the sort of just general marketing push we're doing that they'll come. And I think at the end of the day, it will always be an interesting feature where 
creating a vault is a very technical action and not in like 99% of users will never create a vault. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a viable feature because once the vaults are created and if they're well managed, um, it adds a lot of value to many other users. And so this, it's always sort of this like, this like, uh, maybe like an influencer model where um, it'll, it'll take some time before people step up and do it. But uh, the vision, the vision is there. And I think I've talked to people and they, they do intend on creating these vaults. It's just a matter of familiarizing themselves with the API trading and the platform as a whole. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Good points. I think PBR had a question. No, uh, no, I was just going to ask if that comment was directed at me about the good questions. Cause I did not hear you say that after I asked my questions as well. Uh, it, it was, uh, I, I hope it was subtle enough, but your question was Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> it's not called rec gang for no reason. We're always, uh, making fun of each other. Um, I'm about to make a vault now actually. And, uh, feel free to join it <laughs> Jeff please we need anyways um all right that that that's cool it, it'll be fun PBR I'll, I'll be uh you know I, I guess all your trades will be public now and people will see how you're doing or it'll be easier to track how you're doing um okay good Exuli did we have any uh closing thoughts or any last questions uh for for uh Jeff or, or Fig I think I think this was great. It's been just over an hour. Um, we got a lot of alpha from both Jeff and Fig, actually. So thank you both for sharing. Um, maybe I will share later, but that's big maybe. So th thanks you guys for sharing this time. Thanks so much for having us. It was fun. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And great to talk. Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say great to talk with Fig as well. It's it's nice to speak to other builders in the space and sort of have collaborations uh, really makes our day. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Let, let's close it out with that. Uh, Xuli, when are you organizing another round table of, you know, uh, DEXs and, and exchanges and whatever, you know, DeFi products? I think last time you had something that was really cool, uh, you know, getting Jeff from Hyperliquid Fig. Um, I think you had the team from Kujira. You had like several teams. Um, I think that was a really cool format. Anyways, just a suggestion. Yeah, people have been asking for another DEX roundtable situation. Um, might do something with everyone on Arbitrum, considering Hyperliquid's there. So, yeah, that, that can definitely be an option. Nice. That sounds fun. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for attending and listening in. Thank you, Fig uh, and Jeff, for sharing your wisdom with us. and building out these awesome products. And uh, yeah, on that note, we'll be looking out for Hyperliquid and Squid. Thanks again, and uh, have a happy Friday and a good weekend. Thanks, gang. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Wrecked Gang hosting an AMA with Squid Router and Hyperliquid X on Wrecked FM, recorded on Friday, March 31st, 2023. Let's fucking go. Uh, for TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, you know what? I don't really care anymore. Have a good day.
Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.